0: Hello, and welcome to The Sleep Teacher Pod, the podcast for all the parents out there who just want sleep. I'm Christy, owner of The Sleep Teacher, and I am joined by my colleague, Beth. If you are in the trenches of sleep deprivation, we see you, we feel you, and trust us, this podcast is going to become your new BFF. We want you to know that you can still be a lovingly attached parent and get good sleep. You don't have to choose between the two. So pop bub in the carrier, grab yourself a coffee, Put those headphones in because we have all the sleep tips coming your way. Let's get napping, mama. Hello, everybody. It's Christy and Beck from the Sleep Teacher. We're here this week to chat everything prepping for daycare because we know, yeah, you. Some of you will be cheering. Some of you are probably blubbering, crying. <laughs> Depends where you're at in your parenting journey, I think.
1: Yeah. Number uh, three is like, woohoo, see ya.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Toodaloo. Oh, um, it's like me. I remember when Hattie went to actually like to big school being my last. I was obviously so emotional and whatnot because it was my last, but she was getting the bus home every day after school. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas the others, I'd be like hanging around the gate for like 10 minutes before the bell rang. Yeah. <laughs> the third time, lucky I was just like, yeah, hop on the bus, you'll be right. <laughs> she's got a
1: big sissies.
0: Yeah, she's <laughs>
1: I was really lucky in sort of working where I first had my kids going to daycare. So they're kind of like your second family, and it was really nice. But it, I know it can be really difficult for parents coming in, and you're putting so much trust in finding the perfect daycare and
0: the right fit.
1: Yeah, yeah. like leaving your bub with strangers that do turn out to be Part great carers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely um, a scary thing to start off with, but yeah, it's good to be able to get back to work when you need to and
0: yeah. drop them off
1: in a loving environment.
0: <laughs> I know. And that's it. If you're in that position, I think where you Uh sending your little one to care um, purely because you don't have a choice. You're returning to work and you don't have any other carers and whatnot, and you are feeling a little overwhelmed by it. I think just sort of take that moment and just, okay, cool. This is my time, whether I'm at work or not. I'm going to make use of this time and I'm going to sit in the car with a warm cup of coffee. I'm going to listen to a podcast maybe our podcast (laughs) and yeah, and just take it for what it is and they will let you know. And usually I think too, like if you get there at the end of the day, they've had a great day and yeah, and they do enjoy it. So Mm. it all works out. It does. (laughs) It does. And we were
1: talking about um, what to bring and whatnot, which you'll hear about talking about comforters Mm. and oh my gosh. So my four-year-old, nearly five-year-old has these two, comforters that he has had since he was a baby. One's like an Eeyore and one's like a little rainbow puppy with the big eyes, those ones. Oh, the I think actually I got that one when I was with you in Newcastle. You did, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. The beanie. Bin.
1: Obsessed. So he's had Eeyore since he was a baby. That one's about a year or so old and he loves them. I don't let them go out of the house because I'm like, can't lose them don't want to have the risk they stay in the house sometimes he sneaks them in the car but they absolutely do not come out of the car
0: and this is why we always suggest having two of the same comforter isn't it
1: oh my gosh I don't even know one night this week put him to bed okay Alfie where's puppy and Eeyore I don't know I was like great okay I say good night I was like I'm gonna go get them and I'll come back up oh my gosh it took my husband and I 30 minutes to locate Eeyore and puppy (laughs) <laughs> oh, so obviously was, they weren't left at daycare. No, because I don't oh, let him take cute. them. <laughs> he has two different ones that are not so bad if they get lost. But, mm. mate, this is the thing with comforters. They're great, but then it's like, oh. I, sword. I, I was yeah. like to Henry, sometimes if this happens and I'm like, mate, I'll bring them in to you when I find them, but just close your eyes. And we got another little teddy for him to cuddle while I was looking. But we tore the house apart, looked outside, looked at the trampoline, looked all behind the couches. Oh my goodness. They need one of those beepers when you lose them
0: to be like, I'm here. It's like, find my iPhone. (laughs) Yes. Like, find my (laughs) comforter. Oh God. Anyway. Good times. Beck and I will be throwing our two cents in in terms of what we feel works well with naps and things you can do to troubleshoot those days where naps don't go according to plan and just potential conversations you can have with your educators prior to your little one starting. So all the good stuff that hopefully will, like we said, put your mind at ease a little bit and help to make that transition a little bit more seamless for you both. Uh, in podcast and sleep teacher news, we are sort of heading into now the quieter time of the year for us. It does tend to slow down a little bit just because I think Families just don't have the commitment this time of year well the time to commit I should say not the commitment as such the time to commit this time of year to working on settling and things like that it's just I,
1: so many events and oh, like school it's just impossible things and yeah yeah
0: it's impossible to sort of try to have any sort sort of consistency if you haven't already got that so yeah so we do find this time of year gets a little bit quieter so busy planning a lot of exciting things for next year which we can't wait to share with you all in the new year um yeah we will be continuing on with our podcast so you'll still be able to listen in weekly and we love loving seeing all your pictures come through when you're tuning in and on your morning walk so please keep them coming i am loving to all the midnight mama suggestions someone sent through and said watch 1883 if you haven't already and i was like oh i've watched that one yeah i was like what Mm. do you mean yeah the lead up to yellowstone and how like the duttons became the duttons and yeah so if you have watched yellowstone you haven't watched that i would highly recommend I'd, i'd liked it it's I have another one too. Or am I keeping it
1: for next week? (laughs) Tell me, tell me. Oh, should we? I don't know. Oh, we've already dropped one. Should I keep this one? No? (laughs) It's Ted Lasso. Do you have Apple TV? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my goodness me. My... Friend hooked me up. I didn't have Apple TV, so I now have it. I think I have every streaming service now, which is terrible. I have to get rid of some, but Ted Lasso is yeah amazing. Yeah, uh, we are cool. obsessed. Easy obsessed. listening,
0: uh, easy watching, yeah. quick thirty-minute episodes too. Yeah, it's good,
1: good. It's so good. I love I like, it. Yeah, yeah. I like
0: it. Get cool. onto it. I'm all yeah. for the short ones, too. I feel like so, so many series now, the episodes are going for like 40 to 60 minutes. Like, I'm yeah. I'm asleep in that time. Yeah,
1: it's, yeah. I've <laughs> got, got like matchsticks in my
0: eyes trying to keep me awake oh to Lord. get to the
1: end. <laughs> <laughs> Can you take a selfie of that in yeah. person? That'd be great. <laughs> we'll
0: do it all. Okay, well, let's start in. I think the main bit of advice I would give you is go in with a really good understanding of what their systems are, the way that they run, because especially depending on what state you're in, there's so many different legislations as to what a daycare centre can and can't do. Or their internal policies, yeah. Yeah. Go in with a really good understanding of that and make sure, like, will they let your baby nap at a certain time or do they have set nap times? Will they wake your child or will they not? Mm. Because... Well, (laughs) if they won't, I'd go looking for another (laughs) centre. For sure, that was
1: my first question when looking for Brooklyn, because with my other two, I had kind of you know knew the educators and I worked there, so I'd be calling: Are they awake? Are they asleep? What's happening? (laughs) Go and prod them. Get them up. (laughs) Do you wake babies? And they do, which was great. But a lot of them won't. It is their own centre's policy. It's not something that's governed by the bigger body of early childhood education. So. Yeah, even though they say they can't, I feel like if you are having really big issues, especially with toddlers having two and three hours of day sleep, I would absolutely advocate for your child, go to the director, just keep saying, this is what I'm dealing with at home, I really need you to not let them sleep for X amount of time. They do have some wiggle room even though a piece of paper that they've made up says that they, they don't. They say they don't, yeah.
0: <laughs> I know, yeah, and that's the thing. It's just trying to like communicate what it is you're trying to achieve at home, how it's impacting your nights and things like that if you find that it is causing a bit of an issue. mm
1: And we understand like absolutely kids need to rest and all that sort of thing. And there is a rest time policy, but most of the time it's toddlers. It's those two, two and a half, three, where they're having really long sleeps at daycare, late sleeps at daycare and it really does mess with their night's sleep. It just does. They're mm. going to stay up all night, not want to go to bed, and it's not their fault. It's just because they don't have enough sleep pressure there because they've had too long of a day's sleep for their age. Or so, too
0: late in the day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So It's, it's just, just that
0: knock-on effect. Mm.
1: And then it's frustrating for the parent to come home from work and have this battle with their toddler, and it just makes it an unhappy environment. So,
0: yeah mm. it's and frustrating f- flip side as well there's the children that may not nap as well at daycare so it leads to a really long afternoon and they're overtired and it one of those things that, yeah, having that discussion first and just trying to have a good understanding of how it works can definitely make a world of difference.
1: And I also put eyes on where they sleep. So just making sure that the educators aren't using bouncers or prams or things like that to get your child to go to sleep because we know that they need to be in their cot or their you know sleep environment so that's a good little helpful tip as well they all probably should be following that but some yeah. might be a bit lax on it
0: <laughs> and when you go for your like orientation or sort of open night or whatever they have at the center you'll be able to obviously get a good understanding of that but there's also other questions to ask too in terms of like do you bring your own bedding because a lot of centers like if it's my child i would definitely recommend taking your own sleep sack and their comforter and things like that, that they use at home just to make their sleep space familiar
1: i remember taking our little white noise machine for Brooklyn
0: yes you did you took the shushi in yeah so that's the thing too some centers will have like a generic white noise playing for everyone some will allow you to bring your own it really is going to come down to that individual center but yeah definitely go in with a really good understanding of how that's going to work but I think if you can make that sleep environment as familiar as it is at home and any of those associations they have at home it's going to make that nap time a lot easier to achieve for your little one Mm.
1: And in terms of what can you do prior to starting, so we're talking little babies who are exclusively breastfed, Mm. a really good tip is, you know, a couple of months before you need to start daycare is to start exposing them to a bottle. So it's really hard for babies to start daycare and have never looked or been interested in a bottle to then have to have them all day with a different person, not at home. So it's really good if you can start to just give one bottle a day or something just so it's a familiar thing and it's not like you get bottle refusal when you're starting and then that's going to stress you out as well because your bub's not eating.
0: Yeah, don't wait until two weeks before they're going to daycare to try to wean them off. <laughs> mm off the boob onto a bottle. Um, And the same with, I guess, self-settling. Like If they can only be fed to sleep with the boob, then there's probably going to be a couple of hiccups when they go to a center where they can't do that. So (laughs) I think, yeah, that's the sort of thing you're going to want to look at as well. It's not so much about where they're going to sleep, but it's how they're going to sleep. So trying to really look at, okay, cool. This probably isn't going to be sustainable with an educator. So we've got a few weeks up our sleeve. Let's look at like laying some foundations in place that are going to make it a lot easier for our little one to settle, but also just give us peace of mind as well.
1: Yeah. You don't have to go full self-settle, just start doing things like layering them, association. So if your bub only feeds to sleep or uses a bottle to sleep, which bottle isn't so hard for an educator? No, <laughs> but yeah, breastfeeding it particularly—they're not
0: walking around <laughs> with a prosthetic breast.
1: <laughs> we have tried that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, not you would be at. very inappropriate. <laughs> um, no, it would be like starting to rock them while they're feeding as well, or patting them. So then your the educator can pick that up. They might not yeah. have the feed, but they'll have the rock and the pat. Another really good tip is try to start settling them in the cot with hands yeah, on. With yeah, with
0: hands. So sitting by the cot and patting them or um, getting rocking them the, used to doing that.
1: Yeah, rocking the cot because a lot of centres will have wheels on their cots. There's at least always a couple for fire evacuation. So yeah, it can be good to start doing that as well just to help you know that they can fall asleep with something other than the feed.
0: Yeah, and those sort of things with consistency can be changed sort of in that two to three week period. It's not something you can do in a week, but over like sort of two to three weeks, you can definitely back off a very strong association and put some layered associations in, as we were just talking about. It doesn't mean you have to stop doing those things at home, but you can definitely help them disassociate just one sort of way of falling asleep. Mm-hmm.
1: And then I guess another good thing is when you go to your orientation, ask if you can get some photos of your educators so you can take them home, put them on the fridge, start to talk to your little one about... Who these they won't people think are. you're a widow if you
0: ask. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's <laughs> take them a photo of you. <laughs> um, no,
1: like a lot of centres will do it anyway. But yeah, and you just say this is Miss Christie or Christy or however yeah. you call them, and like they just start to get a bit familiar with that person. That can be helpful as well.
0: Yeah, and yeah, just helping to set the scene. The other thing is to. You can also, with your little one prior to them actually sort of, I guess, officially starting, or even if you've got a few weeks up your sleeve before you're returning to work, you can definitely approach your centre and ask if there's a possibility of just having some half days as well. Like, that's an option. And you can just get your little one familiar to, of going to that place and then picking them up in time for nap time or even you trying to settle them there in that foreign environment but with the familiar way of falling asleep and gradually just sort of helped that transition a little bit more but mm. You know, again, it's going to depend on when you're going back to work and when your little one's starting and the centre's sort of availability for that. But that is just another nice way to slowly transition them. Beck we used to pick up her little one for nap time all the time. <laughs> I did.
1: Rush home in between consults, <laughs> pop him in the cot. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, and that could be really good as well because especially for younger bubs, just giving them that opportunity to have that little morning nap, which can be 20 or 30 minutes, just to help yeah. them get through to the lunchtime nap. And it doesn't matter if
0: it falls short. Yeah. It's not going to impact the rest of the day.
1: Half days are always going to be, and it's a luxury, not everyone can do it. Like Christy said, if your start date is starting before you have to go back to work, you obviously can use that day as you want to. So if you only want to use two hours, you'll still be charged the whole day, but that's okay. (laughs) But yeah, it, it might be that you go do the groceries or go get your hair done and then come back and get barb. And if you can, that can be a nice way to do it as well yeah um,
0: so that can be good and, and then then, once they're familiar like they've got less chance of fighting going down for sleep there whereas if you're just going there it's all new and then they attempt to try to get them to sleep yeah it just takes a little it removes a little bit of anxiety for you as well I think
1: Yes. And then I think we sort of touched on what to pack. So that would be your white noise, your comforters, your dummies, bottles, making sure. Yeah. And just checking your bottle teat size. Sometimes we had some bubs that were getting frustrated and it was because they might not have used the bottle too much at home and the teat size had gone up without you realizing. So that can be a little thing to check as well before you go, just to check that the flow isn't too slow for them. And that's
0: why they're getting fussy. But yeah,
1: other than that, Little comforters. Make sure you've got a couple of comforters in case one goes walking.
0: Mm, yeah, exactly. Always try to get double up from day one. Get a double up. Rotate them and wash double, one. Double then... three four. <laughs> I know. Then they favour the, the disgusting, dirty one.
1: The other day, oh, it was a while ago. It was probably a couple of months ago. I got home with Brooklyn, and his bunny wasn't in his bag. And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Yes. <laughs> and, uh, luckily, we only lived two minutes away. But it was nearly close time, and I rang them. And I was like, "Just wondering if Brooklyn's bunny is somewhere around there." And they are like,
0: "I don't oh, reckon you were that <laughs> calm." I don't reckon you were that calm. <laughs>
1: they're like, <laughs> "They're like, oh yeah." Here it is I was like great can you stick it in the letterbox because I'm coming to get it (laughs) so boys all showered into the car they thought it was a great little excursion like why are we going to kindy at (laughs) night time like go to sleep (laughs) oh gosh but yeah so have a double up
0: (laughs) yes always have a double up And then I think the other thing we were touching on too, obviously on the flip side of them having like a late day sleep, we were talking about that before where they let them either sleep too long in the day or for too long of a period. There's also on the other end that they have a pretty crappy nap and they haven't napped well. What do we do? So there's obviously, (laughs) yeah, it's going to be a great afternoon for you. So it's going to be age dependent, but if your baby's under sort of that nine, nine and a half months, you can still fall back on that third little cat nap in the afternoon. Like that won't impact bedtime too much. Sort of after that 10 month mark, I would say probably not too ideal to use it.
1: You'll have to trial and see how your bub reacts to bedtime then. Like some, like past that, yeah, like 10 month mark, if they had a little 15 minutes, they'll probably be a little bit. Mm. And they're usually
0: able to, after that age as well, stay awake for a little bit longer and just go to bed by 6 p.m okay but yeah anything sort of before that you can really confidently use a quick 15 minute nap in the car on the way home and then do bedtime sort of say it's about three hours three, later or three, three or so. hours depending mm. on their age just to help get you through otherwise yeah it's going to be that bedtime battle and if you've got a baby who's going to daycare consecutively after a few days like the first night it might not be too bad they might just pass out because they're so exhausted but it can build up and that build mm. up can lead to that sleep debt that then has long-term sort of effects on their sleep in terms of broken night sleep?
1: I think the most important thing, if your bub's sleeping two hours at home, chances are they may not do that, especially first up at daycare. It doesn't mean that they won't always not do that, but I would say it's better to buffer your nap times between the two. So it's better to have two 30-minute naps at either end of the day, rather than a really early nap and then no Mm. nap till bedtime. That's where it's going to get really tricky for you overnight and at bedtime. Yeah. If you can do like a 9.30 till 10 or 10 till 10.30 and then a 2 till 2.30 or something like that, that's going to be better for you. It, it yeah. might not be that case at home, but that's a better scenario when you don't have control of the naps.
0: If you've got a child that's having two or three naps a day, then by having a really big morning nap, you run the risk of them fighting any naps following that. And that's what sort of what Beck's explaining here is that it's better to just take the edge off, have that short nap, allow them to get through with a bit of sleep pressure. We know that they've still got that drive to sleep there enough to encourage, even if it be one sleep cycle, it's still going to be enough to break up that long afternoon as opposed to napping from 9.30 to 11.30 and then being awake from 11.30. That's a big afternoon for a baby who usually has two naps. Mm.
1: And if that Um, were the case and your centre, whatever, didn't want to wake them, that's where that little 15 minutes on the way home is going to help you out if you can. I'd really try and get that in.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and don't stress. Like if your baby dropped that nap at seven months and then now started daycare and then nine and a half months and you're like, wow. Okay, they're only napping an hour at lunch. You can have that 15 minute nap. It's mm-hmm. fine. And daycare days will look different to other days, and that's absolutely fine. It's just about having that plan up your sleeve in terms of how you're going to adapt. That's a good thing with a routine and knowing your little ones' awake windows and just having that predictability because you can adapt it. Mm.
1: Um, Another good thing to be across is your baby's routine. So general awake windows. If you're sort of a family that just has gone with the flow and just like being able to feed on demand and nap when they want, it's a bit harder for them to do that at daycare. So it can be really good to start just having a bit more of a flow. You know, It doesn't have to be strict nap times, but it can be like okay, I noticed that my bub can stay awake for X amount of time before they need to go down for a nap. This can help your educators try and get on top of that and give them the best chance of actually getting them to go to sleep without them being like, whoo, <laughs> awake. Go time. <laughs> so yeah, just knowing and talking to your educators about awake windows. And this is more so in the baby room. As toddlers come around, most centers are sort of hoping to get on the one routine even if they are maybe still on two naps you'll probably find that they just go to the one so it'd be more so in the baby room that you yeah. can
0: do that you know there's obviously so many reasons why babies may not nap as well it's you know it's an unfamiliar environment it's usually noisy there's so much stimulation like there's a lot more going on
1: and they have to check your baby sort of every 10 minutes as well yeah. at daycare so to check everything's good and so that's that constant going in and out yeah, other babies crying waking up at different times, it's just it's a thing. It's a whole thing. Yeah.
0: And the you know that that FOMO, that fear of missing out, like so why would they want to go to sleep when there's so many other kids to play with and there's so many bright colors and cool toys and things like that. It can be yeah, there's a lot of factors um but just know as well that with all of that combined, regardless if your little one has had a good nap at daycare, it has been a big day. There's been a lot of stimulation. So more than likely, they still will probably need somewhat of a pretty early bedtime. So just be mindful of trying to make those evenings, like those daycare evenings, simple for yourself as well. So just simplify your dinners that those nights. Some centres will offer dinners as well, not all of them, but there's a few that will happily give the little one dinner, especially if you're providing it. Just get home. It doesn't have to be a normal bath routine. You can still do a nice... Wash down and with a like a flannel and all that, and then get dinner and that sorted and have an easy dinner. It doesn't have to be long, it doesn't have to be drawn out that process. It just will probably look a little bit different to your normal days. Mm. So, toast. eggs on toast is always a winner in this house (laughs) but yeah but yeah with all that stimulation as well there's going to be a lot of big emotions so big emotions with something new and yeah it's just good to know as well how to I guess approach that if it does come up so in my experience I've sort of found the educators are just amazing and they know how to pounce on it the minute it starts to happen but yeah, it's all new. And I think even with me, like I found Hattie, especially, she was so keen to go and watching the other two go. And then she finally got to go and she was so excited and loved it. And then like for six months out of the blue, then all of a sudden she was just like crying every day and hated it and didn't want to go. But it was just, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was horrible. I felt like the worst mum ever leaving her there, but Two seconds later, the educator would ring and she'd be like, Christy, she's absolutely fine, and mm-hmm. would send me photos of her just playing, like making, you know, tea parties and whatnot. But, yeah, they, they were really good. And we used to draw like a little love heart on our hand every morning as well at drop-off, and that was always a nice, cute little way to yeah make you that tap transition. the love heart
1: if you want a mm. mummy
0: cuddle. Yeah yeah exactly.
1: Yeah in terms of dropping off as well this is probably more for your preschoolers and like toddlers like mm. 18 month olds. I find after sort of 12 months the drop off can be a little bit trickier. Pre sort of the baby stage they're a little bit like just happy to like yeah find Not a toy wiser. and <laughs> yeah so We always want you to say goodbye to your child though. That is like a big thing. (laughs) As much as you
0: think it's going to be easier just to sort of gradually sneak out, always make it known that, yeah, you're... It's like,
1: even if you're going to get that clinging on, the big emotions, we want you to say goodbye so your baby or your toddler know that mummy is leaving and I will come back and get you after, in the afternoon, after rest time, whatever it is, after afternoon tea time. The educator's Will take over from there and to make sure that they're giving your little one cuddles or whatever they need until they adjust. But a quicker drop off is
0: better. (laughs) Don't linger. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's really hard when you're kind of sticking around. There's never going to be a good time for you to exit. Like, Mm. (laughs) and all it can do is prolong it. And then your child might start to think that mummy stays for a little bit. And so we just want to. Be really confident. Say goodbye really happily, and then you might have a little bit of a cry in the car if you need to, <laughs> mm.
0: which is so fine. Um, and call from the driveway. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. Um, but know, yeah. yeah. It's, and that's what I was saying. The educators are so good with that. They'll know to step in and intervene and go, okay, Beck, this is your time. You need to go now. <laughs> like, yeah, he's, yeah. He's okay. Yeah. Which is.
1: Yeah. The bubbles come out, the dancing. And more times than not, I found it took about six weeks a lot of the time for kids to settle in and be comfortable and create that bond. But after that, even if there is some upset at the drop off, I kid you not, by the time you are at your car, your child is happy. They're playing more times than not. And if that's not the case and they are having a rough morning and it's going on, they'll probably call you to say like, little Jack's really upset today. Did something happen overnight? You know, you can always have that comfort as well, that they will let you know if if something's going totally wrong and they're not settling at all.
0: Yeah. Mm. As we sort of opened this with it feels so overwhelming. I know I was anxious as well. You know, if they're over that sort of 10 month mark, you can always just shoot for that super early bedtime. If they're under that, you can have that quick 15 minute nap and then bedtime roughly three hours later, but just don't go in with any expectation of what it's going to look like because it's more than likely going to look a little bit different to what your routine does at home. And there's always going to be adjustment periods, but yeah just know that your little one will eventually sleep it may just look a lot different to what it does at home Mm. but yeah if you've got time to sort of layer those foundations beforehand like we said two to three weeks ideally at the minimum is a good time to don't yeah don't wait any less than that Mm. same with the bottle
1: yes absolutely
0: absolutely because we all want that peace of mind and they're having their milk.
1: It is. It's just an adjustment. It's helpful as well, knowing that I have been the educator working with these little toddlers. I know how scary it is for a lot of parents, but I also know that they do sleep. Even if they're fully assisted at home, there are definitely things that you can do to help. But yeah, it is okay. It doesn't have to be a hot mess.
0: (laughs) no there's always going to be off days there's always going to be transitional periods but there are things you can have in place to try to yeah make it a little bit more seamless for everyone you'll end up
1: loving daycare because you can get stuff done and work and mm.
0: <laughs> it's a necessity have a, have a hot coffee and adult conversation <laughs> oh gosh
1: and you know i love going out and picking the boys up <sighs> because they mm. just see you they run up to you it's like mommy it's like so good yeah. i love it but yeah it you, so you do get there <laughs> just makes a little
0: bit. (laughs) It does. But yeah, go in, ask those questions and just have that conversation about what it is you try to achieve routine wise. Ask if they can mirror that and have a backup plan if it doesn't. Your little one will adjust and you will be fine and they will sleep. (laughs) but yes that's it from us today guys we hope you all have a merry christmas and sending you lots of love i know this time of year can be a happy time but also um not so happy time for some families so sending everyone lots of love and we will speak to you again in the new year merry christmas bye thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of the sleep teacher pod we hope you've walked away feeling just that little bit more at ease with your parenting journey please remember nothing is a problem until it actually becomes a problem for you and your family if you've enjoyed our company today we would love if you could please subscribe or leave a review or maybe even both but if you are wanting more sleep tips right away use the link in the show notes to find out how you can get started with one of our amazing sleep consultants and follow us over on instagram at the sleep teacher we can't wait to be back in your ears next week with more sleep tips nighty night